Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast. And if you like this episode, please take a minute to give us a rating in your Apple or Google store. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with you, bringing you the rock news every week. This Friday, September 4th, 2020, this is Season 2, Episode 35. Lots of stuff to talk about on your Labor Day weekend, guys. Uh, Farm Aid virtual lineup has been revealed. We'll talk about all that. Metallica is the first rock band to have four number one singles in four different decades. What an achievement. R.E.M. teasing a 40th anniversary event of some kind. We'll get into that. Woodstock 99 docuseries coming to Netflix. Lamb of God announcing a virtual show to celebrate the 15th anniversary of Ashes of the Wake. Jack Osborne slamming the tabloids for some pretty shitty photos they took of Ozzy. Uh, Oasis celebrating the 25th anniversary of What's the Story Morning Glory with a vinyl release and more. Plus, on this day in music history trivia, we got a couple good ones in that uh, this week. This week's new releases, Weekly WTF and more. Not very many albums coming out today. Uh, from Bill Callahan, Hannah Georges, Hertz, Throwing Muses, and Tricky. Those are the only albums that are coming out. Not very popular weekend to release new music, typically, on Labor Day weekend. Some touring news this week. Actually, surprisingly, some bands announcing some tour dates for 2021. And Queens of the Stone Age uh, are apparently going to be playing Reading and Leeds Festival in the UK, marking their first public performance in three years. They made the surprise appearance at the Imperial Ball Charity Concert earlier this year, including Johnny Depp for a brief nine-song set. However, Reading and Reading and Leeds Festival marked the band's first publicly announced performances since they wrapped up their Villains Tour in 2017 uh so there you go he's also uh josh homey expressed interest in a caius reunion although that's based on you know this upcoming activity for queens of the stone age it would appear that nothing is imminent but he's uh you know entertaining the thought which is kind of cool some virtual shows uh this week farm aid 2020 on the road has announced their lineup and it includes of course willie nelson and the boys willie nelson has been putting on farm aid for uh, near 30, 40 years. Uh, Neil Young, John Mellencamp, Dave Matthews, Bonnie Raitt and Bog Skaggs, uh, Brandy Carlisle, Chris Stapleton, Eddie Brickell with Charlie Sexton, Jack Johnson, John Batiste. Lots of great artists on here. Nathaniel Rateliff, Particle Kid. Uh, it's all happening September 26th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you go to farmaid.org slash festival, uh, you can check it all out. Oh, excuse me, September 26th. I don't know if I said, I, I thought I said September 28th, but it's at September 26th, farmaid.org. Check it out. Also, some more live stream stuff happening from Lamb of God. It looks like they're going to be performing two live stream concerts uh, on two different dates. On First up on September 18th, they're going to be playing their latest album, their 2019 self-titled album in full for the first time ever. And the second show on September 25th will be a performance of their 2004 album, Ashes of the Wake, celebrated its 15th anniversary last year. Both shows will originate from the band's hometown of Richmond, Virginia. Not really sure how they're going to do the shows, if it's going to be just in their studio rehearsal space or if it's going to be in an actual venue. Tickets are available for purchase online at watch.lamofgod.com. 
A single show ticket is 15, while a limited time offer for both shows is only 20 bucks. That's a pretty good deal. Uh, so check that out. All right, some rock news this week. Metallica, huge milestone for them as they have become the first rock act with four number one tracks in four different decades. Their latest single, All Within My Hands, achieved the milestone uh, on September 5th of this week. Uh, that was the 20s hit. The, the one they had in the 90s was Until It Sleeps. That was in 1996. They also had Hero of the Day in 96. Uh, in the 2000s, they had No Leaf Clover and I Disappear. In the 2010s, they had Hardwired and Atlas Rise. And then in the 2020s, All Within My Hands. First rock act, number ones in four different decades. And it just it's, it's a testament to how you know Metallica has stayed relevant. They've stayed busy. They're releasing new music all the time. Good on them. And speaking of new music, Kirk Hammett has said this week that he has over 600 ideas for the next Metallica album. This is his quote. He says, quote, I've been using this time to go through all my musical ideas that I've come up with in the last three or four years. It's over 600 ideas. It's taken me a couple months to go through it all, but they've been sent into the big musical idea bank, and we're starting to talk about going through all that stuff and exchanging ideas and just starting to get the ball rolling towards creating some new material, end quote. So if you guys remember a couple couple years back, I think maybe it was actually like five years ago, Kirk Hammett had this iPhone that he used to record all of his riffs on, and he lost it. And he had supposedly like 500 riffs on there, and he couldn't remember them. He didn't know where the phone was. And so I think they've learned from that mistake, because I remember it was devastating for him at the time. Uh, Now it looks like they have some kind of cloud storage or some kind of a memory. He says the memory bank, the idea bank that they're using. So I don't know if that's some kind of like server they set up. Like, Kurt, this can't happen again, man. You can't lose your phone. You got to save your ideas to the server. So I think that's what they're doing. And also some funny Metallica news this week. A new species of snake has been named after James Hetfield. It's been called the Arthurus Hetfieldy, and it is an African bush viper snake that was found on Bioko Island in New Guinea. Uh, So there you go. There you go. So snake named after James Hetfield. Yeah. All right. James Hetfield, you got a snake. You better get that snake and bring it out on tour. I want to see that snake on the stage. You know, come on. All right. Some more rock news this week. Smashing Pumpkins dropped two new tracks, Sear and The Color of Love. Uh, Both songs are slated for release on the band's upcoming studio album, which will be coming out uh, later this year, apparently. There's some kind of new announcement that uh, at the time I'm recording this, it has not dropped yet. Uh, It's supposed to drop 12 o'clock my time on SmashingPumpkins.com, but I wanted to get this episode out early on Friday for you guys. Uh, So check it out, SmashingPumpkins.com, see what the announcement was today. Um, some more announcements in the rock world. REM plotting a 40th anniversary event uh, commemorating the 1980 formation of the band. Um, so Michael Stipe was uh, asked about this, and he said, quote, I'm sure we're doing something, but honestly, I don't know what. I certainly want to mark it. I was with Patti Smith when she went back to Electric Lady Studios and did a live in the studio version of Horses 40 years later, and I opened for her at the Beacon Theater on the 40th anniversary release of Horses. You know what that record meant to me, and so I saw how to do it properly, and I'm sure we're going to respond, end quote. So that's interesting. He's given maybe a kind of idea of what they're going to do. Maybe they're going to go back to the studio where they actually recorded their debut album, do a performance or something like that. That would be pretty awesome. I'd love to see that. And also REM being involved in this new charity album. It's called Good Music to Avert the Collapse of American Democracy. 
The project comes out today, Friday, September 4th, and all net proceeds will benefit Fair Rights, Fair Fights, excuse me, a voting rights organization. Other bands on there, lots of bands. Uh, as I mentioned, REM, of course, Death Cab for Cutie, My Morning Jacket, Flume, Thurston Moore, The Decemberists, Tegan and Sarah, Best Coast, Poolside, Real Estate, Sylvian Esso, Josh Ritter, lots of bands on there. And it came out today, and it's all for a good cause, so check that out. Some more rock news. It looks like Beastie Boys is going to be releasing their Greatest Hits compilation album. It's the first, I think, official release from the Beastie Boys camp since the passing uh, of MCA earlier. Uh, what was that, 2013 when he passed away? Seems like, man, can't be that long. Maybe it was. I don't know. Uh, but it's a 20-song Greatest Hits compilation set from the Beastie Boys that will feature all the group's biggest hits. It will be released October 23rd on CD and vinyl. I want that vinyl. That sounds cool. Um, all right, new music coming out from The Hives. It's actually a live album. It's called Live at Third Man Records, featuring seven songs from uh, some rare tracks from their early years all the way up to some new stuff. That's going to be coming out later this month. So check it out, thirdmanrecords.com. And it seems like a lot of anniversaries are being celebrated these days as Oasis is celebrating the 25th anniversary of What's the Story Morning Glory with a limited edition LP that's a double silver-colored LP and picture disc on heavyweight vinyl. And the audio has been remastered for the 25th anniversary. So uh, they're also rolling out new and original content from Oasis on their socials and their YouTube channel uh, throughout now through early October, it says. So for the next month. They're basically going to be releasing maybe little clips, full videos, different things. So check that out. All right. Have you guys heard about the Woodstock 99 docuseries that's coming to Netflix? This is going to be interesting, man. I'd love to see this. I remember being a kid in high school when this was going on. The festival was the 30th anniversary of the original 1969 event held over four days in Rome, New York. Due to factors including oppressive heat, lack of affordable food and water, it descended into violence, robbery, and accusations of sexual abuse and massive destruction of property. So this is going to be interesting. No air date has been announced, but it is coming on Netflix, and I can't wait to check it out. That was a very strange festival, a strange time in American and music uh, culture. All right, some rumors are swirling that Five Finger Death Punch may have parted guitars, uh, parted ways with its guitarist, Jason Hook. They've unfollowed him. Somebody did some investigation and found that all of the members have unfollowed Jason Hook from his social media. And they recently posted a photo with the fill-in guitarist, uh, Andy James. And they posted a photo. Thank you to our 1 million subscribers. You know, they reached this milestone, I guess, a week ago. Didn't have Jason Hook in the photo, so even more evidence. Uh, Maybe some bad stuff going on there. I don't know. I don't really care about Five Finger Death Punch, though, to be honest. But it was a headline. Maybe they're going to break up. Who cares, right? All right, Dave Grohl accepts 10-year-old invitation to a drum-off. This was awesome. That 10-year-old Nandi Bushell, she's like this musical prodigy that plays guitar, drums, keyboards, everything. She's been doing cover songs of popular tracks, and so she did Foo Fighters' Everlong, and she challenged Dave Grohl to do it. And Dave Grohl's like, shit, I haven't played this song since I originally recorded it. And he did it on his daughter's drum set. Uh, He did the uh, little drum off, but he also challenged her to a drum off, a track from Them Crooked Vultures, his side group with Josh Homey and um, John Paul Jones. He challenged her to do Dead End Friends. And so 
she she accepted the challenge. I haven't seen if she's done it yet, but uh, check out her YouTube. It's pretty pretty awesome. And so funny that Dave Grohl has been getting involved with all these like streamers and YouTubers during this quarantine. I think it's really cool, and it just shows that he's just such a cool guy. He hears about this stuff, and he responds to it. He doesn't have to, but he's Dave Grohl. He's a cool guy. A uh, new book coming out. Uh, it's about, all about John Bonham and the drummers who remember him. It's called Bonzo, the 30 Rock Drummers Remember the Legendary John Bonham. Um, and it features interviews and clips with Kenny Aronoff, Mark Portnoy, John Dolmayan, Steve Gorman, among a, bunth, a bunch of other drummers. And it's going to be coming out on the anniversary of his death on September 25th. He passed away September 25th, 1980. So, wow, that's uh, 40 years ago uh, this month. Passing of John Bonham from Led Zeppelin. All right, some more rock news. It looks like Jack Osborne sticking up for his dad. Ozzy as the uh, UK's Daily Mail, which is notorious. So it's just a shitty magazine, tabloid rag, always posting nonsense, right? They took some photos of Ozzy with his gray hair, and it says on the caption, nearly unrecognizable after allowing his signature raven locks to go gray. And they took some photos of Ozzy, like, going to the grocery store or whatever. So Jack Osborne res- responded with this. Dear bullshit tabloid journalists, in case you haven't noticed, it's not really recommended for people with Parkinson's to get their hair dyed during a fucking global pandemic. Just because my father's hair isn't isn't his normal color at the moment doesn't mean shit. He's 71 and recovering from severe spine surgery. Moreover, he's on vacation. It's amazing that he can have a 50-year career, sell millions of albums, and all you assholes want to talk about is his hair roots. Have some respect and decency. Oh, wait, I forgot... You're kind of lost. You kind of lost that long ago. It's time you were held just accountable for your actions as the rest of us. Shame on you all. I think that's good. You know, uh, those tabloids are just the worst things out there. And good for Jack sticking up for his dad on that one. In memoriam this week, guys, unfortunately, uh, we lost a, a, an amazing actor, Chadwick Bozeman, passing away from colon cancer at the age of 43. Uh, apparently a four-year kind of private battle with colon cancer that he managed to keep private despite starring in and promoting multiply critically acclaimed films. Uh, Spike Lee said he had no idea that he was sick while filming the recent movie, The Five Bloods, that was on Netflix. He said, quote, We filmed the movie in Thailand, and it was hot, jungles, mountains, and Chadwick was there with us all the way. I never, ever suspected that anything was wrong. No one knew he was going through treatment chemotherapy. Uh, he said he continued, quote, Chadwick, a trooper, never complained. He was there every single minute in the moment, and his performance is a testament to what he put into that role and all his roles. He added, we miss you, Chadwick. We're going to celebrate your life, end quote. Crazy, man. Um, just seems just kind of out of the blue and just very unfortunate. Some bur- birthdays to celebrate this week. Keanu Reeves turning uh, 56. Kim Thiel, the guitarist from Soundgarden, 60 years old. Lacey Sturm, ex-lead singer of Flyleaf, turning 39. Ian Gershka, the bassist from New Newfound Glory, turning 43. Spencer Smith, ex-drummer from Panic at the Disco, turning 33. And Phil Lipscomb, the bassist from Taproot, turning 44 this week. All right, we got some good trivia for you guys uh, this week. On This Week in Music History Trivia... I don't know. I think this may stump some of you guys. Maybe not. On this week in 1983, the bassist and guitarist of this band fired the other guitarist of this band, accusing him of drifting apart from the original concept of that band. Was it A, Kiss, B, The Clash, or C, The Smiths? The bassist and guitarist of this band fired the other guitarist. Who was it? 
It was The Clash. That's right. On this week in 1983, Paul Simonin and Joe Strummer of The Clash fire singer-guitarist Mick Jones, accusing him of drifting apart from the original concept of the band. Jones will form Big Audio Dynamite, and The Clash soon breaks up afterwards. All right. On this week in music history trivia in 1989, the bassist of this band is charged with possession of marijuana while on tour. What band was it? Was it A, Primus, B, U2, or C, Metallica? 1989, the bassist charged with possession of marijuana while on tour. It was U2, believe it or not. Adam Clayton of U2 has charges of marijuana possession dropped when a Dublin judge offers him the option of donating money to a local women's center, which he does with no hesitation. I think that's cool that he gave him the option, and, uh, you know, I'm sure the Women's Center could have used that money. He's He had a ton of money at the time, right? So good on them uh, for uh, giving back to the community, even if it was forcefully. Uh, and also on this week, uh, I don't have any trivia for it, but I thought it was kind of cool to mention. On this week in 1982, it was the first day of the Us Festival, which was sponsored by Apple Computers founder Steve Wozniak. It gets underway in San Bernardino, California. The bill today in 1982 was Talking Heads, The B-52s, Oingo Boingo, English Beat, The Ramones, Gang of Four, and Headliners, The Police. Each day had a different kind of theme. This was like the new wave theme day. And then they had like a rock day. And then I think they had some other kind of uh, thing, maybe like a, a metal, heavy metal type of thing. And then like a generic kind of rock day. But, yeah, the Us Festival, that was all bankrolled by Steve Wozniak for two years. I remember that was pretty crazy. Nothing like it really ever since. Um, All right, so movie TV entertainment news this week. As we mentioned, Chadwick Boseman passing away. His latest, well, one of his his movies that was uh, released, 42, where he played Jackie Robinson. The film will be released, re-released on Thursday. Actually, that was yesterday. So, yes, Thursday, September 3rd. Uh, that was released. It was it tied in with his 2018 uh, Black Panther role as the fan favorite. Those two were tied at the top position, so I think they are going to re-release Black Panther as well down the road. Meanwhile, Chadwick Boseman's final filmed role in this movie called Black Bottom, which is an adaptation of August Wilson's 1982 film, uh, will appear on Netflix. So that's going to be coming out later this year. Uh, so there you go. And speaking of Netflix, they're streaming some titles for free now, including Bird Box, Murder Mystery, The Boss Baby, The Two Popes, as well as Stranger Things, Love is Blind, When They See Us, and Grace and Frankie. So you guys can watch for free on Netflix.com. If you don't have Netflix, you can watch for free uh, some of those series. So that's kind of cool. Keanu Reeves recently calling Matrix 4 a beautiful story. Uh, Not spilling the beans on Matrix 4, but he did tell Andy Cohen on his SiriusXM show this week that uh, Lena Wachowski, quote, created a beautiful story and a beautiful script. And he added, quote, I'm really grateful to be here and part of this story. So there you go. It's coming out April 1st, 2022. So they're pushing it back even further. It was supposed to come out next year. And speaking of things coming out soon, Mandalorian Season 2 premiere date has been revealed. It's coming out October 30th, guys. Disney Plus, and of course, it's going to include all the original uh, cast members from the original uh, Mandalorian series, so there you go. A new trailer has come out for No Time to Die. That's the uh, new James Bond film that will be the last film from Daniel Craig 
in his final stint as James Bond alongside Rami Malek's new facially scarred baddie, Safin, I guess that's his name, reportedly out for revenge, with Anna, Anna de Armas and Lashana Lynch. No Time to Die is set to bow November 20th. So there you go. Uh, so the Batman has stopped filming as Robert Pattinson has tested positive for, for COVID. So they they had this press release that said Warner Brothers has uh, suspended filming because a member of the Batman production team has tested product, uh, positive for COVID-19. Well, they found out that member of the production team was actually the star of the movie, Robert Pattinson. Uh, the news comes just days after Matt Reeves, the, the director, um, apparently he, uh, he brought everybody back uh, into production. Everybody, you know, it was, it was, you know, quiet for a while. They stopped filming for months. So he brought everybody back, and guess what? Robert Pattinson got COVID. They had to shut it down. So there you go. They were pushing it back for an October 2021 release. Not sure if that's going to stay or not. Some good news this week. I was actually surprised to see Kim Kardashian uh, doing something good this week as she is an advocate for police reform right now. She tweeted to her 66 million followers, right now it's okay if a police officer in California breaks the law while on the job, adding they cannot be sued for breaking the law. She added, please vote yes on SB 731 for sensible moderate police reform. This will just make police officers accountable if they break the law. I think that's a good thing for her to be bringing to the attention of a lot of people. So I think that's great. She even tagged a couple California Congress people in it as well. So hopefully, you know, she can use her celebrity for good stuff like that. Um, So check this out. News from around the world this week. The House is going to vote next month on federally decriminalizing marijuana in the United States. This is a big deal. It's called the MORE Act, the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act would remove marijuana from the federal list of controlled substances as well as expunge federal marijuana convictions and allocate resources for communities affected by the war on drugs. That's awesome. Let's pass that. Shit. It's about fucking time. We'll see, though. Um, All right, Conspiracy Corner this week. We actually had a lot of them. I was like, what the heck is going on? So UFO sightings are apparently up 51% amid this coronavirus pandemic. Of the 5,000 sightings reported this year, 20% occurred in April at the height of this crisis and lockdown. Peter Davenport, director of this uh, stuff since 94, says he's reluctant to speculate as to why there's been an uptick in reports. The news comes that last month, the Pentagon announcing its new task force led by the U.S. Navy to investigate UFOs. So who knows? Maybe it's tied in with that. Uh, Conspiracy Corner this week. Also, Elon Musk unveiling a new brain chip implant. He unveiled a brain chip implant on Friday night, August 28th, that will let people who are paralyzed operate technology like robotic limbs and smartphones with their thoughts. He said it could also help fight conditions like memory loss and blindness. Of course, that sounds kind of crazy, right? But he showed a, a video apparently of a pig that has it in there that was uh, and it was doing stuff on there. It was showing the, the response, the back and forth, and uh, I thought it was pretty crazy. Um, also, Apple and Google expanding the COVID-19 exposure notifications to all phones. So here's the deal. They've announced they're making their contact tracing system native to their phones so that users don't have to download an app, ses- uh, excuse me, an app to access the future. Both companies say the future will be added to phones in the next update, but that users can choose not to use it. The system uses Bluetooth to track when phones are in proximity to one another. If a user who has opted into the program tests positive for COVID-19, 
inputs the information in the phone, the feature will automatically notify anyone who's been in close proximity to the person for an extended period of time. Privacy experts have worries about the feature, despite the fact that both companies say it will not record users' locations. It does seem kind of weird, though, right, guys? And now Amazon going to be delivering shit by drone. As they have just got one step closer, they received FFA approval uh, to deliver packages by drones. But you won't be looking to the sky for your Amazon delivery just yet. They called it a, an important step, but says it's still testing and flying the drones and didn't say when it expects to begin making drone deliveries. That's crazy, man. I just I can't picture that. But it's coming. It's right around the corner. All right, weekly WTF this week. Illusionist David Blaine flew 25,000 feet up into the air using 52 big balloons. Did you see that? Uh, apparently, he, uh, <laughs> he'd been wanting to do this since he saw it as a kid. He had dreamed of floating in the air using balloons since seeing the short film The Red Balloon as a kid. And so he did it with 52 big red balloons and did it up in uh, Arizona. Um, his original plans had actually been to do it over the Hudson River crazy but ended up pulling off in arizona and uh flew up to twenty four thousand nine hundred feet and then detached himself and parachuted down crazy uh so a weekly wtf this week two more stories here video game stimulates uh, simulates the experience of flying economy class this sounds like the lamest video game ever uh the game only allows the player to rifle through in-flight magazines play sudoku watch movies from the 1930s or gaze out the window you have to be on this flight, and it goes. There's only two flights you get to choose from: New York to Reykjavik, Iceland, and a flight from New York to Halifax, Nova Scotia. I'm sure some people on Twitch are going to be streaming that and just making fun of it. I can't wait to see that. Okay, last story this week on Weekly WTF: Why are people brushing their cats with wet toothbrushes? This is this new series, uh, a viral sensation on TikTok and YouTube. People claim cats love the sensation as it reminds them of getting groomed by their mother's tongue and that it instantly makes the animals feel soothed and relaxed. Searching for cat toothbrush brings up lots of videos, so there you go. And apparently it all has to do with their mother's tongue and that feeling. So there you go. Get a wet wet cat toothbrush uh, video going and uh, enjoy your weekend. It's Labor Day weekend, guys. Please don't drink and drive this weekend. Have a good time, but be safe out there. And we'll see you next week. Have a good one. If you liked our podcast, of course, give us a, a like and a follow on our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, at Garage Rock Show Podcast, uh, garagerockshow.com. Of course, uh, if you enjoyed our episode, please rate it in the Apple and Google stores. Give us a rating, whatever you think. It doesn't have to be five stars. I can take it. Uh, I do appreciate it, guys. And have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Peace. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion standards or policies of the garage rock show tgrs assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein this disclaimer is posted in full at the garage rock show.com